the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Well, welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560 The Answer. I am your host live in studio. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a show today where we don't really talk to anybody. We're not going to call. No one's going to really call in except uh, Attorney Thomas DeVore, right, Thomas? Let's see. Um, my guest co-host, we're, we're going we're gonna to do a lot more conversational radio today. We want to talk about because there's so many issues out there to talk about. Um, before we get started, why don't you go to Facebook and Twitter Follow Black and Right Radio. Uh, give it a like. Share this live feed right now. We are live right now in studio. Share, share, share. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter at J. Anthony Speaks. Facebook and Twitter at J. Anthony Speaks. So, I mean, I, I'm really excited about just just delving into, I mean, you know, what, what happened with Attorney General Barr. I mean, they're just rude, senseless, just... I, 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 I was sitting there and I, I was just getting mad and mad and, I mean... It, I, there was a, such a righteous, righteous indignation that was rising up when I saw the treatment. And, and you know, I, I said to myself, I had to think back. Did the Republican Party ever do a witness like that? Did I ever have a, and, and I, I actually went searching to see if I could find out. I was unable to find anything. And I, I'm like, what the heck has happened to this republic? When a sitting attorney general for the United States of America goes into um, talk and he gets brutalized in a hearing i I just didn't i i I was floored but i'm really excited so we're going to be talking about that we're going to be talking about why in 2009 why why and no one's talking about this and and i was i was ahead of the curve with this i think i posted this about a week or two weeks ago in 2009 cheryl atkinson cbs she's an investigative reporter she wrote an article that in 2009 the obama administration abruptly stopped Testing, like said, no more testing. We're nowhere in a pandemic. We don't want those numbers to skyrocket. So I, and I'm, and that's, I wasn't in the room. That's, I'm just, you know, theorizing. This is what they were saying or uh, guessing. This is my guesstimate of what they were saying. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. And there was an article. I, I love this article from The Federalist. D- Democrats policies are unfit for the presidency. We're going to be we're going to be delving into that article from the Federalist dot com. Uh, I, I'm really excited about my guest co-host today. I, I gave him a call. I said, hey, uh, you want to come back in studio? He's like, I'm in. <laughs> no hesitation. Uh, Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. Welcome back, brother. Thanks. Thanks, brother. You're starting to become a regular here now, man. I hope so. Y- you ready? Yes, I am. You know, so, I, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm like really tired, right? So last night I drove over to, I think it was, uh, don't, don't shoot, it's St. Charles to attend uh, an event for by uh, U.S. Senate candidate Mark Curran. It was a pretty, pretty, pretty well-attended event. Uh, a lot of good people were there. 
Um, it just I, just listening and watching these people talk and listening to current talk. It lets me know that there's not there's a lot of people out there that haven't given up on the idea of Illinois and America uh, rebounding. You know, it was it was just it was an amazing sight to see. And then this morning, I drove out to listen to this. You ready for this, Verlon? Mm-hmm. Woodstock, Illinois. Ooh. To Gary Rabine, he had an event at his um, golf course with um, Julie Cho, Farah America. I believe it's farahamerica.org or .com. Um, she had an event. Hundreds of people showed up for this event. Mm. It's, it's basically uh, a conversation about what's been going on in, in Illinois and how do we fix this? How do, how, how do we elect people who won't make these decisions unilaterally and thinking they're dictators without having input? You don't think Illinois is too far gone? You know, we they I elected don't. the people elected top down, top down Democrats in every every a aspect. sliver of the people elected top down Democrat. I do. I, I really believe there's a way, and and that's one of the things. Um, I think there's a way to reawaken the voter here in Illinois, and I think what you're seeing, what they're seeing on their TV screens every day, every night, you're seeing all this mayhem and anarchy. I think people are starting to get very, very afraid that if if we continue to elect these type of people, this is what we'll start seeing throughout America. What are your thoughts? Now, I think most of America agrees with you and we'll get on board with that. But here in Illinois, you know what I think? I think conservatives and uh, moderate Republicans need to get on the same page because you know how um, J.B. Prister won? Conservatives didn't come out. They didn't. No. We, we didn't come out. They didn't. That's what happened, because we were so pissed that Jenny Ives wasn't our candidate. Yeah. We said, you know what? Let them have it. She's been everywhere. I, I saw her there this morning. She was at the uh, event at Fair America. And, I mean, I was like, do you get any rest? Because <laughs> she's if, everywhere. If you want to be successful, you don't get rest. Yeah. But so, so here's the question, Verlon. Why do you think— what, why do you think Illinois is so far gone? I mean, you say that because you're you live in Indiana now, though, right? <laughs> I said it when I lived here. But why? What, what? You don't see any way that we can rebound? No. They they've put too many policies in place, and really they made them law here in Illinois. And the people have adopted a progressive, leftist attitude. They they want. But do them- you think the people understand that they've adopted this progressive attitude? Yeah. I don't. I, because 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 what happens is when people this is what happens in the state of Illinois, people don't pay attention until it's time to vote, so they don't really know the 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 agenda or or what the policies that the individuals most of them some of them do now the radicals those that are in that globe they do know they understand it they know, but there are a lot of people out there that don't get it don't understand they don't, they don't want to you think I don't have these conversations with people at work I'm like I'm like a <laughs> I'm like a wart. At yeah. work, they, they can't stand me, but I try to have these conversations, and they don't want to know. Only thing they want to know is, what can the government do for me? Yeah. That's all they want. Did you know that, in, 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 according to Cheryl Atkinson's report, did you know that 60 million people were infected with the H1N1? The last count that I knew, I knew it was up 2009. to 60. 60. How many people know that? Nobody I talked to. When I, when I, when I, when I, when I posted that article, um, people said, that's a lie. That's, that's fake news. Oh, she she's fake news. You know, it's taboo for people to talk bad about Obama and well, anything he's done. Yeah. You know, we you know, he did a lot of bad in office, but you can't say it. Well, no, well, you, of course you can't say it because well, we can say it. He's, he's King Jesus, right? <laughs> black Jesus. That's black Jesus right there. He walks on water. You can't say it. If you do say anything about him, 
the, the people are going to come for you, right? Yeah, it's true. I, I, but but he he systematically single handedly did a lot of things that I thought he he he, he had a, he had a do he had capital to really do a lot of great things here for America. But I felt like he was afraid, especially with criminal justice reform. I just felt like he was afraid to go in and, and make those decisions. I don't know why. Why did you think that was? Well, it's ta- it was taboo for him too. Being the first black president, he didn't want to look like a radical, even though we know he is, but he didn't want to look like that. So, you know, he had to put a good face on for everybody, and it was just certain things he wouldn't touch. You know, he wouldn't touch that. He didn't touch immigration reform. He just, he didn't want to come off as being uh, like uh, for black people, like all the way to the left. He he had to put on a good face. But he's the first black president, right? Yeah, but if you ask Tavis Smiley, you ask that other guy with the crazy gray afro, I forget his name, but uh, uh, <laughs> Cornell West. <laughs> they talk about him like a dog. I give him credit. Well, Jesse Jackson did. Jesse Jackson Senior. He got caught on tape. Oh, he got caught on a hot mic. Remember that? Uh, I, I he should have his. You know his yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know he 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 couldn't. He just couldn't. He couldn't cross that line. But but when you when you listen to the media and, and you watch how they're reporting with what's happening with this coronavirus. And how they reported it back in 2009. And, and, and to hear one of um, um, Obama's guys, former chief of staff of Biden, he said in this article, he says, um, um, we did every possible thing wrong. And, and he was speaking, I believe, about the, uh, what's, what was the other virus in 2013? Ebola. Okay, yeah. They did everything wrong, but did you hear about it? No. Everything that Trump did wrong, have you heard about it? Yeah. Why? They hate Trump. Now let's talk, why? Because of the media. Oh, yeah. They're complicit in, 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 in starting a lot of what they're doing to make this president look like he's just a simpleton. Doesn't get it. Doesn't understand it. But Keen Obama, he could do nothing wrong. Nothing. Nothing. And 60 million people. Now, how do we know more people didn't die from H1N1 based upon how they're counting the deaths today for coronavirus? Imagine if they took that same approach how many more people would have been would have died with H1N1? You'll never know. We'll never know because they don't report fairly. But imagine if we had an honest, an honest, and I hate to use the word fair, but just 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 in, in, integral media. Imagine imagine if we had that today. We don't because they're the right hand of the Democrat Party. But they don't, and they want to understand why people are so riled up and why people are so flustered. You know, I I said yesterday, I, I got up and, and I'm, I know we got 30 seconds, but I got up and I gave a speech and I said, I just don't still see enough people angry about what's happening to this country. That's, you? Be, that's because you're s- surrounded by Illinoisans. Yeah. Come to Indiana. They and have some of the conversations at the cigar bar where I go. Oh. Oh, they pissed, man. But are they pissed at Trump or are they pissed at, who are they pissed at? Oh, they're, p- they're pissed at the left. They're not pissed at Trump. And these are black people. These are black people. Black folks. Black folks. Like, like. They, Trump, uh, what is it, Biden can't say you ain't black. Please. No, 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 no. Hey, you listen to that Black and Right on AM560 Answer. We'll be back with more with Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. You're listening to Black and Right. With my guest co-host today, Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. Hello, everybody. So, so Verlon, we were reading from uh, an article by John Jacobson from CNS News. And we were talking about, before the break, about how in 2009, 
how the Obama administration abruptly just said, ah, it's done. No more testing. But when Trump said, you know, we probably need to ease up, which we've tested how many? 60, we've tested 60 million people mm-hmm. thus far. Yeah. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Now, we want to hear from you, the callers. Give us a call, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. What are your thoughts? What do you think? If, if, if the Trump administration had you abruptly shut down testing two, two, three months ago, what would have been the problem? What, 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 what would have happened to the Trump? What, what would have happened to Trump? What, what would have happened? Listen, the difference between the H1N1 virus and coronavirus, then they, were, they weren't trying to tear down our society, fundamentally change our society the way they're doing now. They're using coronavirus now. See, they carry water for Obama. But they're using coronavirus now to burn down our society, control the people. You see, they're already controlling us, how far we can stand between each other. We have to wear masks everywhere we go. We have to follow any little guideline that they put out. They're trying to transform our society with the virus. When I work in healthcare, I know it's not as bad as they say it is. like, Like we said last week, it's hysteria and it's hyperbole. But... You know, the media is the media, and there's some people, they're glued to the TV screen, and they believe whatever CNN says. They believe whatever MSNBC says. And, and, and therein lies the bigger problem, right? That, because, I mean, you're on Twitter. You need to get a Facebook. I'm, I'm going to tell you that <laughs> one more time. But when you look at, I look at how people, what people post, the information that they post, and I say to myself, go and dig deeper. Yeah. Stop, get, o- get over the surface the, the very first report, anytime, listen, I tell people, if you see a report comes out, the first report, just hold, just hold it in the back of your head, hold that as knowledge, but don't take it as, as, as gold. Because there's so much more that happens, so much more information that, that can come out, because guess what, that reporter only knows in part. That's right. Now, the other person who's, who's on the other side, the Trump administration, they may have different information, right? Right. So, so I, I, I keep saying this, in their rush to be first they can care less about being right. That's right. Why? I tell you, I tell everybody all of the time. You the settle the, the science is not settled. Okay, it changes from day to day. At my job, we get three hour long calls a day from the CDC, and they have something different every single day. So that means they so don't there's know. A new protocol. Every day is something different. When I first started, when I well, not when I first started, but when this virus first started. They told us do not wear a mask at work because uh, a dignity issue to the to the I work with people with dementia. So it's a dignity issue for the people. They don't know who we are and, and it confuses them. So they said, don't wear a mask. So I did not wear a mask for a month, a month before they said, wear a mask. I didn't get sick. I didn't catch anything. Wow. Nothing. There's 200 people that work at my job. About maybe seven. Got it. And those people, when I end up talking to them, they had underlying illnesses. Right. I'm healthy. Right. I didn't catch a thing, not and, a trace of it. And, and most of the people that are dying, when you look at the numbers, you look at the, the data, the facts, the statistics, it, it, you see a trend. You see uh, they're older and they either have, you know, underlying conditions, comorbidities. These are the people that are dying, right? Yes. And, and you and, see it. Yeah, I see it every day. And another number they won't tell you. Out of the 150,000 that have died, 51% of them people like 70 and 80 percent, 51 percent. And we don't even know of those numbers that uh, the people that caught it and got over it. 
we don't even know if those numbers are fact. Right. You know, because like 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 I tell people, you fall off a ladder, you have a, have an aneurysm, and you got COVID in your system, they're going to count it as COVID. But yeah. you really died from falling off the ladder. Well, you heard, did you hear about the case with the guy who died off on the motorcycle and mm-hmm. counted him? I heard his death as a COVID. See? So the numbers are false. You don't, The numbers are false. Yeah. Bert Who's got doing an audit on the numbers? How, how are they protecting the numbers? I mean, it's, and this is why people, this is why you have people like, you know, um, the president of, of Yorkville uh, uh, Parkview. This is why you have people like Darren Bailey fighting back to say, because then we don't even know if the numbers are real. We don't even know if the numbers are true, right? Right. That's right. Now, Bert, how, how Bert we got to go on TV. Bert got on TV and said it. She admitted the numbers. Yeah, we counting almost everything is COVID. If you if you found what COVID in your system. Yeah, and 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 that lends to the people who are not they who are distrusting. They don't trust government. Right. Uh, like you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't trust government. I right. trust the police. I, 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 I like the police. Oh, you, you, you grow. You, the police are growing on you. Yes, they have. They have grown on me. All right. Uh, so, Jim from Elgin, South Elgin, he has a question for you, Villain. All right, Jim. Welcome to Black and Right. I got it. It's not working. Jim from Elgin, South Elgin. There you go. Welcome to Black and Right. Can you hear me? There you go. Go How's ahead. How's it going, Jim? There you go. Good. I'm calling from a remote location where social distancing isn't being practiced in Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> oh, good <Uh-oh>. one. <laughs> That's right. So I'm here with a friend of mine. So it's part of my, so part of my libertarian part of my life. Look at you. My life down here. A lady friend I take care of once in a while. But anyways, um, <laughs> you know, there, there, there's a lot of doctors that are, there was one guy just I published this morning, some fellow in Florida was talking about all these stats in Florida, how they're made up, these private labs. They were saying they're 100% positive, and they were like maybe 10%. And Governor DeSantis uh, came out and said the same thing, and he wants the information from those false reports because I think they're realizing there's a lot of stuff going on. And all these numbers you're hearing about how the feds are overflowing, he yeah. said it's not the case at all. So it's Jim, all a big ruse. It's a big lie, and don't listen to a word of it. So, Jim, is, is, have we created some system of auditing the numbers to, to determine if these people actually died from COVID? Well, I, I think we have to do that because, you know, like they were saying, back in Florida, there was a motorcycle death that attributed to Florida to of COVID. And, and a friend of mine had a relative passed away, and they said it was COVID. And the guy had a laundry list of medical problems. And so he's almost suing the government to get that taken off of his death record. Yeah. So I don't know if you well, heard, the, heard us talk about the Obama administration in 2009, how they abruptly cut the testing. What are your thoughts? What do you think would have happened if Trump had done that? Well, I think you see that you'd hear the media all in a big tizzy, you know, and this, this is all this, this whole media, this media complex. They're all a bunch of liars. And that's why I tell people, don't listen to them at all. Yeah. And I hate to say it, even good portions of Fox News. The only people I trust on Fox are Ingram and Hannity and Tucker Carlson and a few like uh, Gene, Gene Pier- Piero and some people on the weekends. Yeah. But a lot of these other people, all these, these, these Fox, uh, uh, you know, these, these studies or these, these you know, all the, all the stuff saying that you know Trump's behind Biden. Yeah, <laughs> well, we know that. We know we, that's a lie. We've lived that lie, right? <laughs> With Hillary Clinton, we know this is a lie. Yeah, I, I do right. think, hey, Jim, Jim, I do think, sure. I do think Trump does need to take, you know, some credence in that, and 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 don't just rest on his laurels, thinking. No, I don't think he is. At you all. know, because because you know, you, it, that's what this whole mail-in ballot thing is about, in my opinion. I think it's 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 a way to to especially if a lot of these states where it was close, uh, 
if they do mail-in ballot, I'm very afraid of what's going to happen in the 2020 oh, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, as a matter of fact, there was just uh, there was some some Senate race or some in New York. race in, in New York that Rush was talking about saying what a big mess it is. So absolutely, no mail-in balloting whatsoever. Wow. So you're listening so all the way down in Mexico to the show? Well, actually, Berlin gave me a text that said, give me a call. <laughs> I'll call up. My friend, but this is a local report. Practice bunch of pretty girls in bikinis on the beach here. Oh, yeah. no. no storm Plenty coming. Drink. No storm coming that way. No, no, it's nice and hot, and sunny. Oh, so well. that's over. That's over by the Bahamas. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's but, true. All yeah, right, Jim so from South good. Elgin. Thanks so much for for, for joining Thank us today. You. Thanks for calling, Appreciate Jim. It, buddy. It's always a pleasure. Be good. All right. Ah, oh, to be on the beach in Mexico right now. I wish I was. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. So you know, I I, I agree. It's, it's, I think this election is going to be, I think it's going to be really close. It's, it's either going to be close, like really, really razor thin close, or I think Trump is just going to blow Joe Biden out of the water. I think that's going to happen after people get a taste of Joe Biden in these debates. Once, you think they're going to debate? I still think they're going to debate. They, he, has to, he has to have at least one good debate. Joe Biden has to at least Can get on the stage Can he make it through once. it? No. That's going to be the beauty of it. He's going to stumble. He's going to get frustrated. His true nature is going to come out. And you're going to see the, the, the ignorant Joe Biden. Oh, you heard it here from Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. Biden makes the debate, but he doesn't. Does he make it through it? No. <laughs> we shall see. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait. That's going to be some good popcorn chewing event right there, right? That's right. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM 560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend and buddy and pal, Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. How's it going? Uh, I'm good, man. Did you um, did you happen to partake of any of the funeral of uh, Congressman John Lewis? You know I'm a news junkie. I had, I had to. <laughs> did you watch it all? Because it was like, how many hours? Mm, it, was, it was a lot of hours. You know, especially when you put it all together, you know, lying in state in, at, the, at the Capitol, Georgia, then the funeral. Uh, if you happen to be watching a funeral, did you see the former president, Obama? He wouldn't be good for nothing if it wasn't for race baiting. Oh, say that again. He wouldn't. Explain be, that. He wouldn't be. He's Come a, on. He's a poverty pimp and he's a race hustler. Can I say something? Yes. I make it. I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. I told my wife today. Barack Ob- President Barack Obama never really lived the black experience. He had he had to teach himself the black experience. Mm. Think about it. He didn't really grow up around blacks. That's true. So how did he learn to be that suave, smooth? You know, because that's what everybody like. I, you, you see people posting the the, the a video of him walking mm-hmm. up to speak, mm-hmm. as if being cool means anything. As, as if that's everything. You know, the slick old salesman. You know, I mean, what are your thoughts about that? I think it started when he started partying and partaking in drugs. Oh, that he got hip yeah. to the black culture. He got hip. That's when he got hip. That's when he got down. Yeah. And then he was taught by what, Alinsky? Uh-oh. Alinsky I? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't really, I, I have never really looked at his backstory. Then he started hanging around Jeremiah Wright. 
Yeah, but I think he was a Muslim first before he took well, up you, black you, you liberation you, theology. You, you, your black card. You don't. You'll never have another black card ever again in don't your care, life. Don't care. By saying, by making that statement, he went to a barber shop in High Park, and it was Muslim barbers. They talked about it. See, I'm having a hard time with that. I do believe he. I do believe because of where he grew up, you know, Indonesia and all that, learning the, the customs and ways of Islam. I think. I think a lot of it. Stuck with him. I don't think. I personally don't think he was ever a Muslim, though. Well, it was people that knew him and spoke with him more than I did. Because yeah. I only spoke with him once when he came inside of Walgreens on Fifty Fifth and Lake Park, where I worked. When I asked him one question, when I knew I wasn't going to vote for him after he answered my question, I asked him, "What is your plan for this country?" He said, uh, "I'm going to do the best I can." Yeah, that was all he told me. After right. that, I walked away. I was in the candy aisle. He was. One the, he was getting. He was getting some candy. Well, let's take the call from Mark from Plainfield. <laughs> <laughs> Mark from Plainfield, welcome to Black and Right. It is not working, sir. <laughs> Mark from Plainfield, welcome to Black and Right. Uh, I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah. Hello? Hey, Mark, how's it going? Because you're, you're, you're tuning in to Black and Right. Yes, good. Thank you for taking my call. I, I agree with her on that stuff. I don't hey. look like that. Hey Mark, hey Mark, can you turn your phone down for me? We're getting a little, little, yeah. little, little, little reverb from you. How's that? That's better. Go ahead. Okay, I agree. Biden's gonna look like toast in the debates because uh, he's not all there. But in order for that to happen, Trump is gonna have to know all the issues and be able to refute every lie Biden's gonna tell. And then he's also gonna have to remain calm because you know yep. Biden's gonna just explode. But there is one question that will that if asked will end the Biden's uh, presidency. What that question is? What's that spell? Because I fully expect Biden to have an accident in his adult diaper. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> did he just say that? Thanks so much for calling, Mark. <laughs> did he just say that? Yes, he did. Okay. All right, let's go back. Obama funeral. Okay. I I, I don't think I can explain it better than. Just to play the clip. George Wallace may be gone, but we can witness our federal government sending agents to use tear gas and batons against peaceful demonstrators. Can you tell me where he was giving the speech again? What, what was what was the what was the occasion? What was he? Oh, he was giving? at John Lewis's funeral. His what? His funeral. Say, uh, the who? His funeral. So you're going to take the time to be political and do a jab at a sitting president, and you're a former president, and you're going to jab him at a funeral. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense to me, but it makes sense to Democrats and progressives. But he continued. We may no longer have to guess the number of jelly beans in a jar in order to cast a ballot. But even as we sit here, there are those in power who are doing their darndest to discourage people from voting by closing polling locations and targeting minorities and students with restrictive ID laws and attacking our voting rights with surgical precision, even undermining the Postal Service in the run-up to an election that's going to be dependent on mail-in ballots so people don't get sick. Did you hear that last part? It's going to yeah. be what? They want mail-in ballots. But it's going to be what? Dependent on mail-in ballots. 
oh. th- this next election. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, this is this has They're been the plan. The this has been the plan from day one. I'm 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 not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a, I'm a former cop, an investigator. I just learned to put pieces together, and I'm starting to put the pieces together as to what's really happening and what's really going on in our country. And I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist. One word: COVID. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Come on, Pete. Uh-oh. DJ Pete in the house. Hey, you're tuning in to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend and buddy and pal, the troublemaker, Valon Galloway. That's right. So, you know, before we, you know, we went to break, we were talking about the former president making these political speeches... Have you ever seen a Republican who's died and the Republicans use a funeral for some political sp- no um, hit job or something? No. They talk about his life, you know, a good Christian man or woman. Never. I've never seen it. Never. Never. All right. You see, so you look at this. This is look at the look at the board. <laughs> Verlon, this is on you. We're going to take Tom from Sherville. Tom from Sherville. Welcome to Black and Right conversation to convert to continue the conversation about obama being a muslim now he was a practicing muslim when he lived in indonesia with a man named lolo satoro who was a man that his mother dated that he might i'm not sure if she was married to him and his name was barry satoro at that time and they feasted on dogs it's in one of the it's it dreams of my father right, it's in his book yeah yeah i, remember. I read the, to be a good conservative always studies the opposition. Right. That's true. That's true. Thanks so much for calling, Tom. Sure. You. St- hey. This on you. Yes, sir. That's right. <laughs> I started it, but I'm but I'm like you know, talking to people in the street. You know, you know, in barbershops. Oh yeah. People oh, yeah. talk. We oh, have yeah. these conversations. Hey, if the man was, he was. Then he crossed over to Black Liberation Theology, and then he got a. It's it's that's whispers of that in yeah. Springfield, though. When I when I served in Springfield, and then for him to put on that. for him to put on a good face and be elected president, he had to get some mega preacher to say no, he's a Christian. Oh, who's that? I don't know that guy's name, but I knew he was a mega preacher. Really? Yeah. You you didn't see oh, that? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I don't recall that. Yeah. Tony. Uh oh. Tony says Republicans will lose in Illinois. I know. I think I know which Tony this is. What's up, Tony? Yes, man, it's me. Can you hear me? I can. <laughs> okay, here's the deal: the Republicans are going to lose because they're cowards. They're afraid to fight back, mm. and particularly about Illinois. Yeah. Okay. The reason why we keep losing is because Republicans demand perfection from their candidates. Come on. Dem- Democrats only care about that you're not a Republican. That's it. But I mean, I mean, you can look at here. Let's look at an example. You can look at um, Bruce Rauner and Jeannie Ives. Okay. Now I'm not a big fan of Jeannie Ives because I think Michael Madigan used her to take down um, Rauner. But I mean, we demand perfection. If we can't get our perfection, we don't want to vote. That's the problem with Illinois. And just combine it with the fact that Republicans are just cowards and generals. Matter of fact, I'm not the only one that's been saying that. I've been listening to another guy named Charlie Kirk. Yeah. He's from Chicago. And yeah. He's he's brought up the exact same thing about how Republicans are cowards. Yeah. And I mean, it, now here's the thing: if you want to win, this is the secret to winning nationwide as well as Illinois. For the suburbanites, you tell them they want to bring low-income housing to your neighborhoods. You focus on that, and that will get them out to vote. 
for people in the city, black folks in particular, what do I, why do I keep saying this? Bring up the homosexual issue, this indoctrination of our children. Mm. I mean, this, you got to bring that up and don't be afraid. Bring it up. We are always on the, on the defense. We need to be on the offense. Yes. Let, you know, the leftists always determine the narrative and we have to respond to them. We got to fight back, but I just don't see it as happening. And oh, before I go, Verlon, you're like my, one of my favorite people. Let you know that. I, I tried to call two weeks ago. You're my favorite, one of my favorites. I mean, it's John's number one. I think Verlon, you're number two, and I think maybe Sean. Will be with oh yeah, my well, boy Sean. Uh, thanks, you know, man. I appreciate and, 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 it. So, but you need a hey, show, hey, man. Hey, listen, Either. don't. Hey, listen, hey Tony, don't forget to tune in. Um, Sean's filling in for Steve Cortez on uh, five to seven weekday. Don't forget to tune in. Doing that too, because um, Sean is filling in. Sean's a great guy. <laughs> okay, I will. Hopefully, you can get you two guys on. Hey, you never know. Hey, but but Tony, real quick, real quick, I, I gave a speech yeah. last night at at Mark Kern's um, uh, event last night, and basically, you just pretty much said my speech um, from last night because I think until we're ready, until that until the Republican Party is ready to really put on the fisticuffs, fisticuffs and go at it and not be afraid, and you know, once they get hit. Not you know cower and scurry back into their corners, but push back the the, the way the president the, the commander in chief is doing today. I know a lot of people don't like it. I know a lot of people don't like the brass and the you know how 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 direct he is and you know sometimes sloppy. But guess what? It works. It works yes, because it, the Democrat yes, parties they're not used to people that fight back. You push back. You punch back. You fight back, and they're not used. And I don't mean that physically. I mean, I mean, with words, you fight back with words, you you go out and you campaign as hard as they do. You raise as much money. And when they come at you, you don't cower. You don't run. Hey, you know what? This reminds me of the the, the COVID thing you just mentioned. You, we all know about uh, what's the thing that just died? Um, uh, Herman, Herman King. King. Yeah. OK. Now, supposedly he didn't die of COVID. He died of cancer. Now, why are they not bringing that up? You know, it's a scam. It's a scam. And Republicans need to call these people out. I agree. They, but everything is everything is COVID related. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So just fight back. Here's the thing: if you if, if the Republicans won't do it, then I guess the rest of us have to do it. So just I'm game. I'm in. I'm in the army thanks, now. Man. Let's go. I'm put, pumped thanks, up. Put me on the front line. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for calling, Tony. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. You remember that from the uh, Steven Seagal movie? The two um, were they Jamaicans? And, and remember, they, he, Stephen Hussagal, they were in the jewelry store, busted up the thing. Mm-hmm. And then they look at each other and say, are ready? You ready? Yeah, and, yeah. And then Stephen Hussagal just put, commenced to put the open the can of, you know what? Yeah. Ah, oh, that's what Illinois Republicans have to do. They have to be willing to, to, to and, and I don't mean to say this this way, but I am going to say it. They got to be willing to break a neck. Mm. That's, because, that's what I like to hear. Because guess what? Because it's high time. And we have to, there's so much to do to bring Illinois back. You listen in to Black and Right. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Alongside my guest co-host today, Verlon the Troublemaker Galloway. Verlon, before we took all those calls, you you were trying to make a point. And, you know, I'm sorry. Reclaiming my time. You got to say it. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. I got a point that I can't let go. You know, I want to talk about Democrats being the protectors 
of lawlessness. You got the you, know, you got the ex president at a funeral talking about the police of 2020 is the same as the police of Bull County. Oh, you know how do you compare that? I listen. Even when I was young, dumb, we are trained Marxists. Even when I was young, dumb, and wet behind the ears, I would have never compared the police to the Bull County Police Force. Wow. Now, you as a police officer, I'm really interested in what your thoughts is. On well, I, look, anytime, anytime you have uh, the chairman of the Judicial Committee uh, in the in the in the, um, in the House say that what was happening in Portland was a hoax, need I say more? You really don't. Need I say more? When 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 you have a president of the United States of America who's who who took over a funeral to make political pot shots against a sitting president, which normally they don't do. Presidents don't hit each other once they've done and completed their term. I think Trump's going to completely hear that. I think he's going to hit everybody when he's. Yes, I do. But they normally they don't do that. They 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 honor and respect the person that's there now because they understand what that job comes with, what and what it entails, the stresses and the you know all the decisions and the weight of the world that's on your shoulders. They understand it. So normally they back off and they say, you know what, let that let. He won. She won. Well, soon. I, I think soon it's going to be a she. Yeah. And I think it's going to be um, known from um, South Dakota. Just watch. Um, but normally they relent. But you got a president saying that we, that armed with federal guards or federal officers shooting uh, at protesters. See, now, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. See, people are ignorant of history. Now, you got the president surrounded by people. You don't know what's on their mind. You don't know what they're going to do. Do you understand both Kennedy brothers was killed by, ha- by having close contact with protesters or, or people in the crowd? Do you understand that Gerald Ford was shot, what, three times? Yeah. Walking through crowds? Do you Reagan? understand that Ronald Reagan was shot being in the middle of a crowd? Yeah. People are ignorant of history. But Recent history. But let's, 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 let's go. Let's, we're we're going to deal with this. No, let's, let's, not, let's not touch on that. Because I got audio. As you know, I sent you the audio last mm-hmm. night. Where uh, Attorney General Barr actually addresses a lot of this, we're gonna we're gonna get more more into that in the second hour, right? Okay, right. I don't want to get into that because I think I think you made some valid points, and I think so many people, as soon as it came out, dude, I immediately I said, nah, something doesn't sound right with this. Something doesn't sound right with that. The, that the president wanted to go take a photo uh, op, and he shot and he shot um, what's his t- um, rubber bullets and. Pepper, pepper spray, uh, yeah, pepper spray, and all of that at protesters. Mm-hmm. Something's not jiving for me. Then to find out that they were throwing things—that's mm. not peaceful. When did peaceful get a new definition? Oh, oh, it does. It's peaceful protest intensified. Dude, the Constitution grants you the right to peaceably assemble. Peace—the key word, peaceably. Right. You throwing stuff, you marking on a building, you trying to tear down a statue is not peaceable. That's right. That's you're committing crimes. Mm-hmm. And you think the cops are not supposed to do anything? You know, you're the bad guy now. That's why I don't understand how you expect to win an election when you are the protector of upheaval and lawlessness. I was say, you said something else. I love that. The protector of lawlessness. President Trump needs to look into that. Because that's saying because it's true. 
Not for all of them. Don't get me wrong. They're all not, all of them Democrats. Listen, I, I'm not one of those people that believe all Democrats are bad. I don't. I know some very f- good people on both sides. Oh <laughs> man, I know a one. But I, I know I, one. I, or two. I know a lot of them. <laughs> I know a lot of them. Um, I ser- I was their state representative. Right. Hey, we'll be back for hour two where we deal with the bar investigation. To have your mind opened, the lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Hey, before we get started, before I introduce my guest co-host, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, give me a like, at JAnthonySpeaks. How about you also um, share this thread, this live Facebook thread. Share, 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 so we can get as many people to hear Valon Galloway get me in trouble today. (laughs) (laughs) Valon, the troublemaker Galloway, welcome back, baby. Man, thank you for having me here. You got me in trouble that first hour. You realize that, right? I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know? I do that that to people. I'm I'm sure somebody's going to send me something in my inbox saying, who was that guy and why was he on your show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, your boy, I see your boy Sean Thompson jo- has, is, is joined the feed at least. Oh, cool. Come on, call in, Sean. Uh, you, hey know, you know you got something to say. And guys, listen, sh- you guys have to tune in to Sean's show. Um, uh, well, he's filling in for Steve Cortez on the Steve Cortez show weekday, 5 to 7. Sean, man, I, I listen to him. Every day, I try to share the feed. Whenever I'm in, around Facebook, I always try to share that feed. Sean is amazing, man. He, he is. He yells at me a lot, you, as you know. Oh, he'll call in he here. He yells at me in person. <laughs> and I'm not going to say what he says. You think I'm crazy? Did you listen to the show yesterday? His show yesterday? Oh yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Yes. Oh, uh, he had that guy Fenton. I guess the, the the guy who I guess is he a producer, director of some movies or something. I, I only remember Sean. Did you know that Sean wrote a movie? No. Yes, he said it yesterday that he wrote a movie. Um, you better call in and talk about it, Sean. <laughs> Wait, thicker than water or something like that. <laughs> thicker than water. That sounds pretty cool. Ah, uh, so, Verlon, when I when I called you to ask you to come in with me for the show, you said that one of the first things you wanted to talk about was what? Bar the bar the, the bar interrogation. You you, dude, I don't even think that was an interrogation. That was more like what did they call that back in in in, in Bush uh-huh. days? <laughs> Oh, you in what year? In, in the Bush years, there were not waterboarding, but uh, that was waterboarding. Waterboarding, but what did they call it? Something else? Some some special tactics of investigation or something? Yeah. I forget what they called it. Yeah. I think it was more like that. Okay. I think I think they know what he ate for breakfast that morning. It was disrespect. It was totally, totally, totally disrespectful. And I, I know we're going to get into what, what what was actually said during the, the hearing and all, but I thought this was a very nice moment. Um, because, you know, most of the people that, you know, Trump has put in have been called racist. But I thought this was a very um, nice tribute to John Lewis by A.G. Barr. On behalf of the Department of Justice, I want to pay my respects uh, to your colleague, Congressman John Lewis, an indomitable champion of civil rights and the rule of law. I think it is especially important to remember today that he pursued his cause passionately and successfully with unwavering commitment to nonviolence. Your thoughts? It was great. But he's a racist. Well, according to Sheila Jackson Lee, you heard what she said? When yeah. she, she, she said, 
uh, he doesn't understand what systemic racism is. Yeah. I mean, she, that woman is evil. She, I, you know what I hope, though? I hope they don't have anything that they need to be worried about come November 4th. <laughs> come November 4th oh, or 5th. Oh, my God. Because the dam will be opened. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to be celebrating. Yeah. So, so you, you, you talked about that, that um, Attorney General Barr doesn't understand or know uh, racism or systemic racism. I don't believe in systemic racism. Me either. But I love the way the, the Attorney General broke this down. Listen in. The horrible killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis understandably jarred the whole country and forced us to reflect on longstanding issues in the nation. Those issues obviously relate to the relationship between law enforcement and the African-American community. Given our history, it's understandable that among black Americans, there's at least some ambivalence and often distrust toward the police. Until just last 50 years ago or so, our laws were inst- and our institutions were explicitly racist. I thought he didn't know. You took the words right out of, my, out of my mouth. Tell me where he doesn't understand where black people. I think he laid it out too clearly, correct? Yes. He continues. Explicitly discriminatory. It was not until the 60s that the civil rights movement finally succeeded in tearing down the Jim Crow edifice. Our laws finally came to formally embody the guarantee of equal protection. And since then, the work of securing civil rights has rightly focused on reforming institutions to ensure they better conform to our laws and to our aspirations. That work, it's important to acknowledge, has been increasingly successful. Police forces today are far more diverse than they've ever been. And there are uh, both more black police chiefs and more black officers in the ranks. Tell me where he's wrong. He's not. Do you detect any lies? No. See, this is what the left hates about people like you and I. We have the ability to expose their lies and their myths and their hoaxes. This is why they hate people like you and I. Because, and, then, and that's why we're called coons and Uncle Toms. Because they know that we have the unique ability to, 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 to show people, hold on, pause, take a pause, take a deep breath, and look beyond what you're being told. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, listen, if people don't read... And they just go by word of mouth. You're going to get that same old, how can you say it, street talk. You know, that, you know what street talk is. We just, yeah. we just talk amongst ourselves and whatever misinformation is passed back and forth, we run with it. Yeah. You know? So Barr continues to talk about Portland. It is for this reason that in selected cities where there has been an upsurge in violent crime, we are stepping up and bolstering the activities of our joint anti-crime task forces. Finally, I want to address a different breakdown in the rule of law that we've witnessed over the past two months. In the wake of George Floyd's death, violent rioters and anarchists have hijacked legitimate protests to wreak senseless havoc and destruction. I think they're working together now, though. I don't think it's no longer being hijacked. I think the peaceful protesters and the anarchists and the Black Lives Matters, Antifa and all that, I think they're now all working together. You know why I say that? Chicago, when all those all eighteen officers were hurt and injured, did you see that video? Eighteen? Did you see the it video? Was, it was like no, no. Well, initially, at oh, that, okay, at the, okay. At the initial yeah, I saw. It was, they had the umbrellas. It was sixty something that were 
that they, they it came out that sixty some officers yeah. hurt, yeah. And injured, and some like hundred percent blindness in eyes. Yeah, they had umbrellas. They was ready. So every time the police tried to defend themselves or try to try to stop the violence, the M80s being thrown at them, they'll throw the umbrellas up so they couldn't touch them. But did you notice that the peaceful protesters, when they stopped, look at the video. When they stopped, the peaceful protesters were all, knew something was going on, and they were talking. There was communication there. Mm. So the peaceful communication, the peaceful protesters went for it. Then they came for it. Then they, you saw where they basically parted the Red Sea, mm. and all the peaceful protesters moved. That looked like coordination to me. Yeah, I, I've been telling people forever, Antifa is the, is the heavy hand of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter come out there like, they're all nice and they're just peaceful, peaceful protesting. And Antifa is around the corner burning down a building. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how it, that's how it goes. They they're, they're playing chess. Yes, yes. Well, I always like to say, um, you know, when they, anytime people talk about chess, Antifa may be playing with chess pieces, but they're not on the chess board. Mm. They may be. They they have this 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 facade that they're bigger than what they are, but the moment. Again, the moment the federal government punches back, see what's happening in, in Portland? And they had the gall, the nerve to say, what? What, what? what did these politicians say? They were peaceful protesters. You should have never done anything like that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But Barr continues. Corruption on innocent victims. The current situation in Portland is a telling example. Every night for the past two months, a mob of hundreds of rioters have. How many? Hundreds. In two, the past two months, right? Mm-hmm. So this, so this has been going on for two months. Hundreds of rioters. You see, he didn't call them protesters. Rioters laid siege to the federal courthouse and other nearby federal property. The rioters have come equipped for fight, armed with powerful slingshots, tasers, sledgehammers, saws, knives, rifles, and explosive devices. Inside the courthouse are a relatively small number of federal law enforcement personnel charged with with a defensive mission to protect the courthouse. What unfolds nightly around the courthouse cannot reasonably be called protest. It is, by any objective measure, an assault on the government of the United States. U.S. Marshals are federal agents. They're charged with protecting courthouses. What people fail to realize these Antifa thugs were trying to get and burn up that courthouse. The U.S. Marshals then called for help. Of course, Attorney General Barr is going to send reinforcements. And you, you hear people, oh, they're just snatching people. No, they're not. They know stuff that, that these people have committed crimes. They've been watching these people. They're not just out there snatching people up off the street. Come on, Trust man. me, when the feds make a move, they've watched. <laughs> Look at John Lawsh here. That's right. The U.S. Attorney. That guy, whoo. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> he is doing a yeoman's job of, of, of excellence right now. That's right. Woo. Hey, you listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. More with the Bill Barr inter- interrogation. Interrogation. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560. The Answer. Welcome back. Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host today, Verlon, the troublemaker, Galloway. Blessed to be here. You're blessed to be here? I'm blessed to be here. So I, I just saw where somebody, uh, Kay Winey, 
you know, she did a, she was a guest co-host on here. She made a post on Facebook saying, uh, on Thursday, 15 and one Cook County sheriffs were, uh, it was a vote to defund them. What? The Cook County Sheriff's Office. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's backtrack this. Let's think about this. More with Barr later, but I, I, I got to deal with this. A nine-year-old was just shot. When? Yesterday? Yeah. Okay. Chicago had his deadliest shooting last month, right? Yes. Okay. Chicago has a, was, was it, did it, a hundred and some percent increase in shootings? Yes. Over last year? Mm-hmm. We've released how many people that were in Cook County Jail and in our state prisons since COVID. So we've created this fireball of, cr- of criminality to ha- occur and to happen. And we want to defund the police. Hope that makes sense for me, Verlon. It's anarchy. This is what Democrats are promoting when I say they're the protector of lawlessness. You know, what sense does this make? It's, it's, I tell you, it's perfect sense. If you want to destroy one of the greatest societies that was ever built, this is how you go about it. So Kay says, let's defund their, pen, their, their, their pay. Democrats? <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's defund. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? Are you, are you flipping kidding me? I don't, why would I go to Chicago? The increase in shootings that's happening in downtown. People just brazenly getting out of their car, shooting at people off of bridges. Just yesterday, they shot the police. They shot about, yes. what, three or four police was, in yes. the carjacking. Two days ago, right? Maybe two. Thursday or Friday. Did you see the video that's, that I, I, I shared it? Now it's gone. It was a, there was a guy who was set up across from the, the police station shooting a video of the shooting. How, how did that happen? How did he know that was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Why was he there? Mm-hmm. A lot of questions in that. Yeah. But yeah, shooting of, of the cops. I think a lot of this happened back. Do you remember I said this? People said I was crazy. People said I was stupid. But you remember when they were pouring those buckets of water on cops mm-hmm. in New York? Do you recall that at all? I didn't personally see yeah. it. They were pouring water on cops and they were laughing. I mean, and it was happening in a couple of states in the, here. And nobody did anything then. I'm going to tell you what you do with that. My boy, the cranky conservative, mm-hmm. you take him down. Mm-hmm. You put an end to that foolishness. You do not allow that to happen to the men and women who are serving on the police force. You do not allow them to be embarrassed like that. I, I, I would never serve on a police force. I would have I would have taken my badge, my gun, turned it into that chief and says, there's no way if you won't defend us, I can't do this job ever again. See, that nonsense wouldn't have happened under Giuliani or Bloomberg. No, no, no. Neither no. one. The pendulum has shifted. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's, it's, it's holy because there's, I don't know, man. I don't know what's happening, but that pendulum, it's, it's now, it's, everything is everything. Let it all go. It's a combined effort. It is. Of, of the Democrats and local, local Democrats, local government, they're, they're just letting, you know, they're letting the hens you know, run the hen house. But that's why O'Brien in Cook County is getting Fox News attention and everything running against Kim Fox right now. Mm. Did you see that he was on Fox News? No, I heard him on, the, uh, on one of the AM talk shows. Yeah, he, and he was on Fox News. Okay. Because, because people want to know what's happening. Where, where's, where's the backstop? Is, is there a backstop for all this crime that's happening in Chicago? Is it, will anybody raise up and say, enough's enough? Not in Chicago. 
Not in Chicago. Who's the the the, the alderman Gardner? James Gardner? In Chicago? In Chicago. He's somebody that has been standing up. Napolitano, yeah. another one that has been. Oh, standing I know up. about Napolitano. Yeah, so these, I think there, there's there's a few of them that are saying we're not going to sit and allow this to happen. But there need to be more. Right, it's not enough. The citizens need to rise up. They need to rise up and say we demand better than this. Where's that? We've been brainwashed. You know, the majority of black people and Latino people in Chicago has been brainwashed, and the white people have been guilt shamed in Chicago. Yeah. Especially in Chicago, maybe the suburbs. You know, they'll they'll you know they'll try to you know give you a little leeway, but if you get out of line, they're gonna, you know you're gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> but but people are dying. Yeah, people are dying, Valon. And people are taking the stance. Well, as long as it's not in my neighborhood, people get shot. Almost every every single day, somebody's gotten shot. And you know what? A lot of people in the suburbs are saying, "Well, as long as it's in the city yeah. and not in my neighborhood." I'm just not going to say. Well, anything. because they, and they also keep fighting gun violence. It's not gun violence; it's right. gang violence that's happening in Chicago. Yeah. Call it what it is. Call it out. Stop dressing this crap up. Yeah. People are dying. People are afraid to go out of their house. Since when is it okay to? People are afraid. Yeah, but he was, said. He said. But when? Since when is it okay? <laughs> Think about what he just said. Since when is this okay? I like how Bar put that. You know, that was my hand accidentally. Hit That's me. okay. That's okay. Speaking of, let, let, let's play the clip. Yeah. Since when is it okay to try to burn down a federal court? If someone went down the street to the Prettyman Court here, that beautiful courthouse we have right at the bottom of the hill, and started breaking windows and firing industrial-grade fireworks in to start a fire, throw kerosene balloons in and, and start fires in the court, is that okay? Is that okay now? No, the U.S. Marshals have a duty to stop that and defend the courthouse, and that's what we are doing in Portland. Amen. He almost got a little animated. Oh, he no, he he didn't almost. He did. That's his way of getting animated, though. Yeah, because he doesn't really get animated yeah. a lot. But you see his little smirks and oh, he's methodical. Oh. I love that man. He's methodical. And, ooh, yeah. the, 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 he, did, did you see when him and Swarwell was talking? Oh Eric my Swarwell, god! And Swarwell, uh, Swarwell wanted to use tweets, yeah. to put Trump yeah. under investigation. And he said, <laughs> "If I use that." Laxed interpretation. Woo. It'll be a lot of that people under investigation. Loose yeah. interpretation. Yeah. And he looked to the Democrat side of the aisle, like, yeah, yeah you guys better watch your back. <laughs> man. <laughs> Come on, November 4th. I, I love I, I I'm sorry, man. I think this was this was probably President Trump's best appointment. Mm, yeah, this is. was his best appointment. Yeah. You know, because he'll slap back at Trump, and I love that. But he's not gonna just take Trump crap. No, he'll slap back at him. Yeah, I'm gonna you. You appointed me to do my job. I'm going to do my job. Yeah, you don't like it? Get rid of me. Trump's not. That's his attitude. One thing about Trump, he's not stupid. Yeah, he's, he's no, a he, boss. Yeah, he's a boss, but he's not stupid. Yeah. So, Eduardo, is this your guy? Eduardo this is my guy. This right. is my guy. Eduardo Midway, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah. Okay, Minnie Mouse. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> I guess we're not going to talk to Eduardo. What happened? <laughs> Some Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse talk. I don't know. Must have been his phone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to talk back to him to figure out what's going on there. But, you know, I don't know, man. I, 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 Attorney General Barr, he's, 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 he's priceless, man. He is. You, you can't put what he's doing, and I think, I think what's to come 
it's going to be even greater than what he's done thus far. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, the gloves are off in the second Ooh. term. Ooh. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Yeah, but Attorney General Barr, continue it. As elected officials of the federal government, every member of this committee, regardless of your political views or your feelings about the Trump administration, should condemn violence against federal officers and the destruction of federal property. Did you hear anybody condemn anything? Mm -mm. Are you waiting for anybody to condemn anything? No. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because they have the momentum on their side. They're going to keep pushing this narrative. They're going to keep letting lawlessness run rampant to try to beat Trump. That's that they're going to use that as a bat to try to beat Trump. Is that enough? I don't believe so. I don't think it's enough. I think we do have a silent majority. And I think people are going to rise up and they're going to come out because they don't want disorder. They don't want yeah. lawlessness. I, I think this people. chaos is painting the very the picture that people need to see. Because you can Trump can say what he wants. People need to see it. Yeah. And I think people are seeing it daily by this daily barrage. And the media is the, this is the one thing the media is complicit and they think they're going to hurt Trump. I think I think the media is highlighting some of this is going to help. President Trump. Yeah, it's going to backfire. But see, people are just so scared to speak up because they don't want to be called a racist. They don't want to be called like, you know. Uh, speak up. Yeah. Yeah. Speak up. Yeah. It's time. That's all right. It's time. S- speak with your vote. That's it. Speak with your vote. Don't then boo. Vote. Don't vote. <laughs> don't run. Don't power. Vote. Because in the second term, you get to speak your mind. Oh, I can't wait to see that. That's right. (laughs) So, when we come back from break, we we get into Reclaiming My Time. Okay. We'll be right back. All right. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio with my guest co-host for Lon, the Troublemaker Galloway. Hello, everybody. You good? I'm good. Hey, this this is flown by though, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yeah, see, see how it is when you just have a casual conversation about issues. Yeah, it's so funny because so many people don't get even get we're nowhere near any of our segments. That's all right. <laughs> we just start talking and didn't stop. Hey, that's that's how it is. <laughs> ah, amazing, amazing, amazing. So before the before the break. Continuing with the bar interrogation. I don't think I've ever seen a witness not being able to answer a question posed to him or her by a member, a sitting member of Congress. Do you recall that? No. <sighs> but Lon, where, where, where are we headed when the quorum and all of that is just thrown out the window? Anarchy. Anarchy. You love that word, don't you? I love it. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. And I'll just let you hear it. Listen. I'm reclaiming my time, Mr. General. My time is limited. I, I have the time. So what Reclaiming the, my time. Yeah. I'm answering time. your question. Well, you got to let him answer. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, sir. Reclaiming my time. And I know you don't want to answer. I'm not saying uh, that. I reclaim my time. Claiming. You had to stop it right there. How are you going to say, I know you don't want to answer? And you don't let, you're not letting them answer. Bernard, come on, man. <laughs> but they can get away with this. Who's going to hold them responsible? You the know people. who should hold them responsible? We, we the should people. Hold them. Yes, right. The voters of their districts. That's right. Because a Republican 
Can you imagine Republicans drilling down? Now, they did get, they were tough on Eric Holder, on Susan Rice, whenever they came, but they were never disrespectful. Right. They were tough. They gave them a chance they gave, to answer. They gave them a chance And when to they tried to wiggle out of the answer, they got on them. They did. But, but. Continue. My time. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Attorney General. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Attorney. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Barr. Okay, reclaiming my time. Excuse me, the time is fine. I'm starting to lose my temper. Excuse me, Mr. Barr, this is my time. I'm starting to lose my temper? Excuse me? You're not a lord? It's not British? It's not Britain? Or I'm not your kid. I, I, you say that to your kid. I'm losing my temper. You work for the people. Right. You don't lord it over the people. You work for the people. These politicians of today have forgotten that. That's why we, you see these massive budgets and all the spending. They've forgotten why they do what they do. They've forgotten why America for so many years has been exceptional. And great. They've forgotten that, Vilan. I don't think they have. It's control. If you depend on the government, you depend on me to take care of you for everything. They control you. And guess what that means? You're going to vote for me. You need me. Yeah. So, let's. Okay, now your buddy Eduardo has called back. Eduardo, welcome to Black and Right. No Mickey Mouse? Me? Hey, Eduardo. How you doing, Eduardo? Yeah. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yes. can hear you. Now. I don't know what that okay. was initially. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say that uh, hopefully Jim will make it back because Mexico now is back at uh, number three on the uh, COVID list. Uh-oh. They uh, overtaken UK. But uh, another comment I was going to make quickly is uh, if we shut down and we have to mail in the ballot, uh, I just heard on the news the uh, postal service is like two days behind. <sighs> so how's that going to work out? New Year's Eve will know the results, I guess. Four days behind. Uh, and, and Four they days? Did, oh, my yeah, God. They did, they did a, a test run in uh, Philadelphia or something like that, I heard. Mm. And they said that they were going to see if uh, they could ha- the post office could handle it. And it arrived four days. So we're depending on the government. And, wait, lost 3% of the ballots. Oh. Now, I think if you did it They're nationwide. If you did it nationwide, 3% is three million, what, three million? Ooh. A little over 3 million? Depending on where you're at, though. Yeah. Depending on where those where those votes come, where you need those votes. Pennsylvania. Yes. Michigan. Yes. Minnesota. See? Those states. See? Yeah. It's all a plot. It's a design. Oh, help us, Lord. Go ahead, Eduardo. Thank you so much for calling, Eduardo. Yeah, thank you. You guys have a good week. Oh, right. you too. Dude, we're in but, trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah. If we allow this to happen, we're in trouble. See- there's no, they don't want, they don't want integrity when it comes to the voting box. Right. You know, they want to manipulate it so they can win. Because if you get rid of verification of who people are, yeah. then that means illegals can vote. Yeah. Whoever can vote. But, Mickey Mouse can vote. But how about this? This is, I've said this all along. Let's make identification mandatory. The federal government, give everybody a state ID. Within their states, the governors and mayors will fight. In Democratic places, look what they just did. You don't need you don't any need identification it. to walk in and vote. Yeah, none, none, not here in Illinois. If you're Republican, sometimes they try you. They try to do me like that. Really? One lady gonna ask me for my identification. I said, uh, "Did you ask that lady in front?" <laughs> so you know of me what they do to me? I watched. <laughs> no, you didn't ask them, did you? I raised a fuss. 
And then they had the, I don't even know if they were a Republican monitor, yeah. but a, a so-called Republican monitor come in and said, no, 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 you don't have to do that. You know what they do to me? What? Give me a Democrat ballot. Susan Walker. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. Every year. And I pause and I wait and I look and I say, what's that? I said, it's a ballot. I said, um, did you ask what I was? I'm a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Me too. And the look on their face, they get small. Ooh. Have you ever seen a, a, a jet black person turn red? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, after the break, we're going to be talking to Tony and Jesse Martinez, home for the Guardians. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my main man, Verlon, the troublemaker, Galloway. All right. Dude, we're almost done, Verlon. See how time passes? I mean, and it just flies by. just flew by, right? Flies by. So, you know, you, you ever seen, like, those Facebook-sponsored ads that just pop up, like, mm-hmm. a thousand times, a million times? Mm-hmm. So one day I'm, I'm, I'm perusing through Facebook, and I see this sponsored ad come up, right? And I was like, whoa, it caught my attention because the first thing I saw was that um, this ad— spoke to first responders, military veterans, those currently serving, retired cops. And I was like, oh, my God. So I went on the website, and I looked it up, and I saw a video of, of what they do. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to have these, this couple on. So I reached out to this couple. I think it was back in maybe December, January-ish. I could be wrong. Or maybe it was cold outside. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I reached out and I said, I got to have you guys on the show. Because anytime, anybody that deals with uh, policing and wants to, wants to help first responders, I want to highlight you. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. You want to help first responders, especially the men and women who are out there protecting the streets day in and day out. Because now our cities are war zones now. Yeah. You know, um, I saw this couple, Tony and Jessica Martinez. They're realtors, right? They had this organization called, or, or I think their company's called Home for the Guardians, right? Tony is a Navy and Air Force veteran, and Jessica pre- previously worked in the medical field. This is their mission. Their mission now is to provide superb real estate service to those who have served our community and country. First responders, active and retired. Union members, active and retired. Healthcare caregivers, active and retired. Military veterans, active, retired, reserve, guard. Educational professionals, professionals active and retired. Ooh, that caught my attention, and I was like, I need to have them on the show. Tony and Jess, Jesse, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, John. Thank you for having us today. We're honored to um, be here talking with you. We've been following you, and we really support everything that you stand for, so it really um, thank is you. an honor for us to be here today. Yeah, nice, nice to talk to you today. Hey, it's a pleasure. You know, anytime anybody that gets out there and is willing to put their business out there, uh, especially in today's age when you're dealing, especially policing, um, I think I had to highlight who and what you do. So talk to my listening audience. Tell them what you do and how you help that whole list of people that I read off. Okay. Yeah, like you said, you know, it is a war zone out there right now. So any way that we can spread some positivity, um, you know, that's our goal here. So a little bit about our program. Um, I, I have a military background, so... That's how it began. Uh-huh. I came out and I was like, how can I, how can I help? How can I give back? Right. Um, in order for me to do that, I have to receive business myself. 
So when I do receive business and you are a, a police officer, a veteran, um, you know, in, in the field of giving to the community, whether you're serving them as a teacher or a medical professional or, you know, building America uh, like these these uh, strong men and women do every day. Yes. We give back a, a rebate from our commission check. Whoa. Wait a minute. So wait, yeah. you give it back from your check, not it's not something that's given from uh, somebody comes and pays it. You give it from your own personal rebate checks. Yeah, it's entirely us. Um, you know, what we wow. make out of it, we're giving back a portion of it to show our gratitude for these individuals that are in our communities that are, you know, taking care of our children and keeping us safe and, you know, serving our country and so on and so on. So, yeah, this program is designed by us 100% to just give back, um, you know, to try and throw out some positivity in this, you know, crazy world we live in right now. Wow. Wow. Hello, uh, how are you today? Um, and I heard your list of people that you help, and uh, I fit one of those <laughs> characters. Uh, I'm a caregiver, and I would like to know, like, um, what kind of charity do you donate to caregivers? So right now, if so let's say you were going to sell your home today, okay, and you asked us for our services, we give you 20% back of our commission uh, check, as a rebate to you. Wow. wow. And we also have attorneys, you know, that you have to work with closely during your sale, the transaction. Yes. And they donate their services too. We work with home inspectors and the home inspectors give a discount on your, your, you know, home inspections. Um, If you were to buy with us directly thereafter, depending on the price of the home, we can give rebates um, anywhere from 500 to $1,500 from us. And we also partner with multiple mortgage lenders that also match what we're giving. So oh, wow. if we're giving you a fifteen hundred dollar rebate, they will also give you a fifteen hundred dollar rebate that comes out to three grand plus the twenty percent from selling your home. Wow. Hey Tony and Jesse, where can people go and find out more about this? If there are people that's listening and say, Hey, I fit that criteria as well. I wanna I'm interested and I wanna reach out. Is there a website, Facebook page? You can go to homesforguardians.com, and um, we're also on uh, Instagram, and we're also on Facebook and Twitter. So if you just search up Homes for Guardians, you'll find us, and you can reach us directly um, and get more information on what we what exactly we're doing. We also have our information on our, our site as well for uh, at yourrealestatefam.com. Okay. Okay. We like to incorporate our family, and that's how we came up with the Your Real Estate Fam brand. Now, now, is, 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 and this is just for Illinois residents? Currently, it is. Okay. Correct. Well, Jesse and Tony, thanks so much for, for joining us today. I think it's interesting. I'm going to actually uh, connect the link to my, um, my Facebook and social medias so people can uh, find it more readily. So I really appreciate, readily, I should say. I really appreciate you guys joining the show today and uh, amazing. Thank you so much for everything we you do. appreciate you. For all our men and women. Who are out there protecting us. Thank you so much for joining us. Wow, Verlon. It's this show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I focus on three things. Performance, performance, performance. The three things that are my guiding lights. Belief in God. Belief in myself and my belief in the United States of America. I learned it from that man right there. My 
dad worked three jobs until he could live off of two, and he worked two until he could live off of one. He used to be a chauffeur for the Coca-Cola company. And then one day he was asked to drive for the chairman and CEO, Robert W. Woodruff. It was like a 24-7, seven-day-a-week job. I never heard him complain about having to work so hard. I never heard him complain about what the government didn't do to help us. We were poor, but we didn't know it. We didn't have people screaming at us all the time telling us we were poor. My dad encouraged my brother and I to get as much education as you can because he worked in an environment where the most successful people were the ones that had the greatest amount of education. Success does not come in a straight line. Love it's a zigzag. Mm, success does not come in a straight line. That's right. It's a zigzag from the late great Herman Cain. Um, I was so disheartened to see and watch and read all of the comments of people that were giddy because he passed away, as they're labeling it, COVID nineteen. Did you see the any of the comments? Uh, no. Not not the ignorant comments, no. I love how my friend Stacy Washington, Stacy on the right, this is how she put it. And I want to leave us with this. This is my personal statement. It's disheartening to have the leftist media outlets so gleefully taking pleasure in the death of, of a, such a great man, Mr. Herman Cain. Stop lying about what happened. As with everything President Trump, his administration, and campaign staff operate in excellence especially in the way that we are cared for. Every person in VIP, campaign staff, coalition members, everyone, which is where we were seated, was tested before entry. I saw one person turn away while awaiting my test result. Mr. Kane did not contract COVID-19 at the rally as no, no, as no other person, no other person in that section fell ill after returning home. Not one. I tested negative again four days Four days later, after the rally, I was another. I was in another state doing some campaign work yesterday, and I tested negative for the two prevalent strains of COVID-19 antibodies. This means thus far, I have not had it. The campaign is testing every day. Honor the memory of Mr. Kane. No matter what the circumstances, where he will always be a shining example of the American dream in action. Let's focus on that. Amen. Amen. Herman Cain was, 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 I was going to play earlier the clip of, do you recall him and um, President Clinton when he um, posed the question about health care? i like to hear it. Oh, we, we don't have time today. Oh. <laughs> but oh my God, it was, you got to go search YouTube, um, um, Herman Cain and President Clinton oh, I'm good on health care. It was, a, it was, it was an, an amazing back and forth between the two. And Herman Cain, he, President Clinton said, hey, can you send me your numbers? Mm. <laughs> that's just, but that's who he was. If you ever, I've had a com- one conversation with him, and the guy you you want to sit at, it, you want to sit and learn and listen to him for forever because that's just how he talks, and it's always about how to make you better. Mm. He's never looking at himself. He always wanted. To, he always focused on you, I the love individual. That. I love that. If we can ever do more of that in this world, what a great place this will be. That's true. Blind. Thanks so much for joining me this week. Thank you for having me back. Jesse and Tony Martinez, thanks so much. Homeforteguardians.com. Go visit the site. 
This was an amazing show, Delon. Thank you. See, see I appreciate I you. I appreciate you, too. I appreciate you. The tro- You're still a troublemaker, though. I, I'm always going to be. Pete, thanks so much, man. The DJ, thank you so much for joining me this week. It's always a pleasure. Hey, we'll be back next week on Black and Right. See you next week. Yeah.